Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. This is the fact off. If I can turn back facts and find all the facts, something. We need a theme song for the fact off. I so love it. Putting that in. That's yeah, number one contender. Everybody <laughs> turned this podcast off immediately. <laughs> Nobody's gonna go any further. So welcome to the Fact Off, a weekly <laughs> podcast where we share a random and obscure fact and leave it up to you to decide the winner. I'm your host, Alex, and with me as always is the lovely and talented Pat. Oh, hello everybody. And our other co-host, Mike. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Good, I just got called lovely and talented. Yeah, usually you only get one or the other. And I just got <laughs> Mike. Yeah, something more lovely. Ah, I try. I I put my daily lotion routine on and all that, and no comments. How how long is your morning routine to get ready? You look very smooth. Well, my morning routine is probably like ten minutes long. <laughs> Start at the top. Just check yeah. check my hair, make sure it's good, and uh, put some clothes on. Must not be checking that hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to work on that. Of the three of us, you have the best hair. So but yeah, that's my routine. It's it's ten minutes long. It's. It's nothing to write home about. Wait, so it's just checking your hair and then putting on your clothes? How long does it take you to put on your clothes? <laughs> Ten minutes. Well, you got to look through the closet and find something. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't have my mom over at my house laying out my clothes for me the night before like you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. What's wrong with that? Mom drives <laughs> mom 10 hours every day. one of our houses and lays out her clothes <laughs> in the morning. Yep. She drives nine hours every day to to my house. Yeah, I wish I had that sort of thing in my life, but I don't. But, you know. Aww. Because, like, me and my brothers, we're all older now, but we still do the same thing where we all wear the same outfit, but that's different colors. Yep. We all have our own color. I'm orange. I'm blue. Okay. And does this change with age or? how? It depends on our mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a mood thing, but for clothes. Your mom just, I guess calls you up and sees how you're doing and if you you know if you're doing it well i guess you get the good color <laughs> yeah the good color all right let's you're just little... get in the fact of i don't know what's going on here <laughs> so yes this is the fact off each week we bring a fact about whatever the category is this week was mythology slash religion and i hope everybody after this episode is like Goes to church, like just starts going to church. Oh, yeah, we are not. Uh, Wait, that's not what the fact. I, I brought like a whole sermon. You wrote a sermon about what? Well, I guess if it's a sermon, it's a myth. So yeah, that works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we let you, the listeners, decide on who had the best fact. Uh, Pat won last week. Hey, thank you to all my lovely listeners out there. And then I know the past couple of weeks we haven't done it. Some weeks we do, but the winner gets to give a victory fact. Hold Ooh. on, wait, and go, Pat. <laughs> All right. Uh, victory fact I just found real quick. Uh, the world wastes about 1 billion metric tons of food each year. That's a lot of waste, and I think half of it is my wife throwing off like the leftovers from her plate. Oh, hey, Ooh, shots fired. Wife burn. She's one yeah. of our five listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to burn bridges here. <laughs> yeah. I'm using this as an educational moment, so I'm hoping she'll listen to this episode and like, oh, yeah, maybe I should eat my, all my dinner. Husbands, this is how you get your wife to do things. Record a <laughs> podcast, throw shade at her, 
and then she'll change her ways. I know I didn't believe that I was wasting food until the fact off really <laughs> turned me around. Actually, you could waste less food, Mike, if you just ate more food. So that's true. Um, maybe that's the reason why I, I gained some pounds during during COVID. Yeah, be fatter. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's my mo- motto in life. Is it? No. I thought your motto was "f the world." Feed the world. You can have multiple mottos. It just depends on the day. You can't have multiple mottos. You can have one motto. You can have like ideas or like idiot like stuff you live your life by, but there's only one motto. All right, fine. I have a motto, then an idiom, and then some other stuff. Okay, so what's your motto? It, it, neither here nor there. Let's move on <laughs> to the facts. <laughs> That's a good motto. All right, so our our category this week is religion and myth. I'm taking over the host duties. <laughs> okay, Pat, you won, so you get to pick won, yeah. the order. Yeah, this is my show now. Uh, so I feel like I've I've gone first uh, the last few times. So I'm gonna pick uh, Alex to go first. <clears throat> okay, my fact is really short this week. So people listening, just hit the skip button like three times, and uh, you'll get to the better fact. Uh, so that's going to be like halfway through one of yours facts then. So. Dang it. <laughs> As you guys know, I am a firm believer in love. Some people oh. call me a ho- hopeless romantic. You know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Or, wait, a hopeless or a hopeful romantic? A hopeless romantic. It's hopeless, right? Yeah, that's the expression. But, but that just sounds bad. That just sounds like uh, you'll never get love. I think yeah, so. Yeah, like that's the, that's the expression. He's also throwing shade at his wife now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve a lot of times. You know, that's just crumbs from like your dinner. On my sleeve, <laughs> you see it on my like belly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thought you you believe in no napkins. You don't use napkins. I just assumed you wiped your face with your sleeve. No, I <laughs> I eat my food. And then I just hop in the shower after every meal. Then you look at your hair. Ten minutes later, you put on clothes. <laughs> yeah. Can I get but to my back? Out for you. <laughs> I said two things, and it's already been like 40 seconds. Come, come on. Let's get to the fact. So I was wondering, why do we wear wedding rings on our left ring finger? As you guys, as you guys can see, I have mine up, modeling for you. It's a nice hand. Nice ring. Better hand. Okay. Thank you. It's the hand that makes the ring, not the ring that makes the hand. It's true. So where do where do wedding rings or rings come from? Well, they date back to the ancient Egyptians in Egypt. That's, that's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people are like, well, where's the location? I'm putting you there. Putting I can you picture there. it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, sand and pyramids. So they used to, pharaohs used to wear rings to represent eternity. You know, the circle has no end or beginning. It represented the endless cycle between the moon and the sun, two gods that they feared at the time. And the middle of the ring represents the gateway to the unknown. That's exciting. So they were ringed. At that time, they were mostly made out of braided reeds and hemp and all. And then a young man by the name of Alexander the Great conquered Egypt in 332 B.C. And he was like, what are these childish rings that you guys made out of, like, reeds? <laughs> That's what they had at the time. Well, it sounds like me as a kid, like, making a ring out of, like, um, 
a blade of grass. You ever done that? Like make a, make a ring out of a blade of grass. That's that's what I'm picturing the Egyptians doing. No, I was a little boy. I was playing with firecrackers, blowing shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm not, I was never artsy growing up. Hey, I think the Egyptians uh, accomplished a lot. If they wanted to yeah. half-ass their rigs, they can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the tradition kind of assimilated with him in Greece and all, and then they started using hemp and leather and ivory and bone to make their rings. And then eventually the Romans took it over, and they are the ones that started using metal. And then there was like a whole, vis- whole history of like different rings and people using different rings. But why do we put it Wait, on our left? How many, how many rings? A whole bunch. But and there's one, only one. One ring to rule them all. Yep. <laughs> oh, I wanted to get that out. I'm sorry. Continue your fact. So why do we wear it on our left ring finger? I think I know because this. Because the vena amoris, or translated from Latin to the vein of love. So they used to believe that there was a vein that went from your left index finger Directly to your heart. As we now know, that is wrong. It's what? Not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the vein of love is something else. Oh. That's a muscle of love. That's. A- oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, they don't know where this tradition really began. The term was first coined by a guy named Henry Swinburne, Swinburne in 1686 after he died in the book A Treaty of Apostle or Matrimonial Contracts. He was like a lawyer, and he just wrote this book. I don't know. It was after he died. That so wait, he made it up? But or? I was going to say, I thought he wrote, you made it sound like he wrote the book after he died. And I'm like, I don't know how this is possible. Wait, did he write the book of love? Yeah. Because I, I wonder, wonder, ooh, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote the book of love? I'm not reading a book of love from a lawyer. <laughs> so, but he does, in his book, he Coin, like coins this term and he just references ancient sources so I don't really know where it began but different cultures had different beliefs some beliefs that the vein of love was in their thumb and all and eventually we just settled on the left ring finger as the ring the finger you put on the ring yeah <laughs> the ring the finger you put your ring on when you get married and that's my fact it was short and simple devoured by Mike a whole bunch of times and made it a lot longer so wait, the fact is that that's not a fact? Yeah, it's not true. You don't have a one vein that goes from your ring finger directly to your heart. Prove that's it right bend. now. Prove it. All right, get my knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see Mythbusters actually break this one down. I don't believe you. Yeah, they said like part of like the myth was pushed by like jewelry sellers and stuff like that. That kind of kept it alive. I don't really exactly know when it started. Is this so I could what you used to believe? I could go to my wife and say, I'm not going to wear this ring anymore because it's all propaganda by jewelry sellers. Yep. You can do Sweet. That. And then the show hit you. Mine's like not even uh, like $30 from, from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, mine's uh, made of rubber. I think I, I got mine on clearance, like a uh, size and a half too big. But then I grew into it, so it's good. <laughs> That's a good moral. That's thing. love weight. So the name of my fa- fact is Vene Amores. Oh, you'll have to tell me how to spell that. Nope, you're good. You can do it yourself. I'll just spell it however I feel. I think oh, yeah. I'm... Well, that was my short fact. Wait, how was that religion or myth? Was that myth? Yeah, it's a myth. It's a myth that we used to believe that the vein. How is that not a myth? Okay, I don't. <laughs> I leaned into the religion part of this a little much. 
<laughs> I know. All right, so on the third day. <laughs> what, so you're going next, Pat, right? Mike, I'm going to go next because if I don't say it right now, I'm going to forget everything that I wrote down in front of me. All right, so actually, this is what's good about this fact off, guys, is I do a lot of minimal preparation for this. So uh, today I was thinking about um, what I should do for this fact. And there's this church that my parents went to. My parents got married there. Um, it's called Our Lady of Lords. And Woo. yeah, Our Lady of Lords represent Overbrook. Anyway, I was looking into how it became Our Lady of Lords because I don't know. I think normally I personally, I can't talk for anybody else. I associate a lot of Christianity and Catholic things to be like pretty ancient, like to like Jesus or older. And like this story of Our Lady of Lords is actually pretty recent. It's actually from uh, started around 1858, the year I was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It starts with a young lady named Bernadette Subaru, named after the car. <laughs> <laughs> named after the car and spelled extremely French. It's probably Subaru. Um, in 1844, she was born in Lords, France. Okay. So it's starting to connect all the dots here. Our Lady of Lords. In Lord's she France. She was a lady. Yeah. When she was uh, 14, she had 18 Marian apparitions. Have you ever heard of an apparition? When you see something. Like ghosts or something? So a Marian apparition is when you see Mary. Oh. So And it apparently it's like very strict, the rules on apparitions. If you hear Mary, but you don't see her, does not count. It sounds like a horror, a horror story. So if... <laughs> If a Mary falls in the woods, but no one's around there, it's not an apparition. <laughs> I used that joke last week, and I'm totally screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So one day she's 14. She's a little kid. Her family's uh, <laughs> poor, growing up in in France, and she's walking. They're going through a grotto, and she doesn't want to get dirty and muddy. So she's like, you know what? I'm just going to take off my my stockings. So she's like, she sits down. She's taking off her stockings. Uh, the wind blows. But she looks around and nothing moves, which is weird. She heard the wind blow and nothing moved. And then so she's taking off her other stocking. And then when that happened, the wind blew again. And the only thing that moved was a little flower in a niche in the corner of the grotto. And when she looked at this flower, she saw a bright light and a bright white figure standing there. I think this Guess is who it was? Some peeping Tom, like looking, looking out, trying to see her change her stockings. Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Notorious pervert Mary. Um, I'll get in trouble for that one. <laughs> so, uh, so she she saw Mary. She obviously no one believed her, and then she she kept seeing Mary. She would go and she would have these uh, visions, and she would see Mary, and it became like a really big thing in her town. And like there were people who believed her and thought it was like you know true, and then there were people who were like really questioned her, thought she was insane, and wanted to put her in an asylum. Were they the only two options? Those are the only two options. Her one sister was on the... She's like, yeah, whatever makes her happy. But uh, the one day, she didn't get like a lot of like messages from the Mary that she saw. In fact, the vision never told her that she was Mary. But she just said on like the 17th or the 16th time, she said, I am... Hold on, where is it? I am the Immaculate Conception. So that's why everyone says that it was Mary, because obviously Mary is the, had the Immaculate Conception. But what I really liked about this, um, other than in 1858, this happened. And then in like the 1900s, our church in Overbrook, Philadelphia was like, let's name our church after this thing that happened like 50 years ago. 
is the one day the apparition told her to drink of the water of the spring, and there was no spring there. And everyone's like, oh, there's no spring here. Stupid apparition. (laughs) You dumb apparition. So she dug into the ground, and a little bit of, like, dirty water started coming through. And the next day, all the mud that she was, like, trying to avoid was, like, a crystal clear uh, spring. Like, they don't know how it happened. I was hoping it was Texas tea. Yes. <laughs> Oil. Yeah, so did one of her relatives travel to Philadelphia? No, it was like, uh, I gotta, I'll get to that. Um, uh, so in the last 160 years, so this became a huge thing. So people started using the spring water. They thought it could cure them and stuff. And obviously um, they found out that some were like, uh, you know, hoaxes or they were just, you know, using it for a story. But in 160 years, there have been 70 cures that have been verified by the Lord's Medical Bureau as inexplicable. Or as we like to call them, miracles. <gasps> yeah. From this, little, from this little stream? From this little stream, people have used it. And uh, according to Bernadette, uh, the little girl, in case you forgot her name, she says that it only works if you have honest, real faith. So that's probably why it's not working all the time, because people are probably just, you know, trying to take advantage of it. Yeah, so don't go, Mike. I already booked my flight while we're talking. So anyway, uh, it ended up being this huge thing. Uh, The apparition also told her to build a church there, and they did. This church apparently seats 25,000 people. What? I think that's what it said. Maybe that might be a missed fact. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll have to reinvestigate that one. But uh, it's it's become like this... It's uh Lord's France has become this like major like uh pilgrimage for a lot of people and every year they get around like five million people going to go pray for Our Lady of Lords. Wait, is this stream still flowing? It's still flowing, yeah. Wow. Which is so pretty do cool. We do a fact off like podcast trip with all our fans and go see this. Let's stream. all go. Yeah. And then we meet the Egyptians in Egypt. Yep. All right, so uh, let's see. I'm not gonna finish. So she she died pretty young. She, I think she was thirty five. Um, when she passed away. She should have drank from the stream more. Probably. She became a nun. Uh, she was, uh, and in 1933, she became a saint. Yeah, saint Bernadette. Saint nun. I don't, her, they didn't call her nun. <laughs> she became nun. a nun. She did become it's a nun. nun. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she saw these apparitions. Uh, a few miracles happened. She became a saint. In like 1900, they were trying to build uh, build up the community, and the people who sold the land said, you need like some sort of church here if you're going to build up this community. They didn't care what kind. <laughs> and it sort of went to like the highest bidder at the time. Okay. And uh, this was cool. So the priest, the, there was a young priest, and he was like, oh, I really want to name this church Our Lady of Lords. But apparently there's a lot of Our Ladies in our area. And they're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. There's too many Our Ladies. We don't want to confuse people. And then some random guy in California who was dying called up the the seminary in Philadelphia was like, Hey, I'm dying. And I have $2,000. This was like the early 1900. So it's like a lot of money back then. He was like, um, I really like this, uh, St. the St. Our lady of Lords. Can you name a church after that? I'll give you $2,000. And so that's how they named the church. Our lady of Lords. I think. (laughs) Yep. Any, Oh, and by the way, uh, also fun connection to us. Uh, Bernadette is my aunt's name. She was named after St. Bernadette, and the local church with Our Lady of Lourdes. A lot of connections there. I, just, I this saw is, that in Wikipedia. Yeah, I do remember yeah. seeing that. There's a lot of personal connections. So for the listeners at home, 
this was a much more meaningful fact to me as like just piecing together these like uh, facts and stuff and then talking to my mom for a little bit, which is always fun. I imagine you <laughs> crying a lot during this fact. My question is not really about your fact. So the Immaculate Conception, that's what like Mary is known as. But wouldn't Jesus be the conception because he's like the baby? Like she's not like con- the actual like. I'm the Immaculate Conception. Like, he got pregnant. Alex, babies don't conceive themselves. Yeah, so, but wouldn't he be, like, the Immaculate one? Because he's just appearing? No, the act was the Immaculate part. And where does the Immaculate Reception fit in? (laughs) That's in uh, 1970s uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was in there somewhere, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, that was also Jesus. Little known fact. (laughs) Can you still drink from this spring? Did they give you like a little yadel? Uh, what's a, what's a ladle. yadel? A ladle. <laughs> a ladle. Um, I don't know. I, I'm assuming you probably can't. But um, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was like an interesting fact. It was interesting. You got the Alex seal of approval. Yeah, just so you know, uh, I wanted to do a little more uh, tempered facts since the last week I won with uh, dolphin sex and the other time I won was uh, flaying skin off of people's bodies. So if I don't win... It's because you guys are all sick perverts. Yeah. Is this is this your fact, basically your atonement? <laughs> this is me. Yeah, she said. Uh, so another thing she said was you have to uh, atone and show penance. And this is me <laughs> giving a serious fact for once. It was odd. She said it on a podcast. You had to do it on a podcast. And people just thought she was crazy. Like, what's, she, what's she talking about? What is this? All right, Mike, get in your Pat, what's the name of your fact? Our Lady of Lords. <laughs> I'm I'm planning on winning this week by oh, getting on, the uh, old lady, <laughs> old lady of uh, boars. <laughs> Whatever. I do one one non fun fact. I thought it was interesting. Okay, Mike, take us home. All right, my fact is a myth of a myth of a myth. That's too many myths. Yeah. I think so. Are we being incepted well, I, I right now? I kind of uncovered these myths as I was looking into this further, and it just kind of cascaded out. So, as a child, I remember hearing this story about Sioux, Sioux Indians, and they were out uh, on a hunt, and it was like a great storm, like a really, really bad storm, lightning, thunder. I'm sure they're scared, probably hiding in the bushes uh, for their lives, and they reported seeing like a giant bird-like creature in the sky get struck by lightning and fall to earth. Did it fall into Big Bone Lick? <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't Big Bone Lick adjacent at all. <laughs> okay, well, then I'm out. So they scoured the Badlands looking for where this creature fell. They looked high and low, low and high, and they finally came across the clearing, and there kind of pushed into the earth were the bones of a giant wing creature. Um, pro- the wing length was probably four feet across. Like, not four feet across, but four people across. Oh, that's a huge bird. Yeah, that yeah, is four, a big four difference. Four feet there. sounds small, but four people. That's, that's a huge bird. Yeah. <laughs> so, I begin to think, like, what is, what is this creature? Like, uh, what what is this? It's, a, it's actually a myth, a Native American myth of the Thunderbird. And uh, what a thunderbird is, is it's in Native American mythology, and uh, it's basically a 
creature, and not to be confused with the Ford luxury car featured in the hit movie Thelma and Louise. So, uh, so I thought you were going with that. Okay. Well, the, yeah. the myth is that they don't make the jump into the canyon, when actually they do. They do. No, they drove a Thunderbird. Um, as the legend goes, Thunderbirds are like a powerful spirit form of a bird that flies high above the mountains and it brings like rain uh, with it. So that rain can either be highly destructive, like destroying like uh, like lightning, starting fires, all sorts of stuff like uh, wildfires, or it could bring like lush green like veggies, you know. Are you a good rain or are you a bad rain? So yeah, this this goes back like through a lot of the tribes. So a lot of the tribes throughout America, even um, Mexico, South America. Isn't, isn't like a thunderbird god that begins with like a Q or something? Yeah, from all the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I didn't I didn't come across that guy, but um, yeah, I'm sure he exists. Because this this is in like a legends uh, like all over the place. Like this thunderbird myth lives. Um, like all over the place, but was that the first myth? That's just kind of like the myth that <laughs> most people know about. Like that's basically what's. Alex, are you paying attention or what's going on? I'm listening. I'm looking up. I'm listening. <laughs> the one time I don't interrupt you because I want you to talk, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I'm I'm waiting on bated breath. I'm if I'm talking for two, three minutes straight, then it's a terrible podcast. Like you gotta interject and have fun. It's if I'm if I'm just spouting off like randomness and we yeah. just I just interrupted you and I was looking something <laughs> up. Yeah, the quiz, I'm it's like with old into, into the blender. All right, after we leave this in, <laughs> <laughs> we are leaving this in. I'm discombobulated. So that was the first myth. Of the three myths, because you promised three myths if you don't deliver on all three. Yeah. All right, so this is where we arrive at the second myth. This takes place in the late 1800s, so some cowboys were out riding their horses, and they're on a hunt, and I guess they find one of these pterodactyl-like creatures and shoot it, or kill it. It was alive? Yeah, and... They hang it like on on the back of a barn and take a picture of it. And so it's reported that lots of people have seen this picture and it's gone around and nobody can place it. Like this picture, people claim they've saw it in a magazine. Some people claim they saw it like on an old 1970s TV show. Um, But yeah, this myth has gone on and on and on uh, for years now. And a lot of people just claim that they saw this picture of the cowboys that killed a pterodactyl. So, like, no one has proof of how long the ago proof? was this like supposedly taken? Eighteen hundreds, yeah, late eighteen hundreds, yeah. And nobody has proof of it, but everybody, like, lots of people from that age group, swear that they saw it, and I guess their children swear that their dad or grandparents saw it, and so it's it's carried on for years and years and years, and even up until the internet age, there's like doctored photos of this pterodactyl. <laughs> I actually. Scrolled through a whole like page of different doctored photos that have come out through the years of like a cowboy standing next to a, a pterodactyl they shot. Are you are they doctored or are you just a non believer? I'm just a non believer. I believe in pterodactyls. I'll say that on the fact off. Well, I don't believe you. Yeah. You're not They're just big birds, you're right? Not a, you're not a dinosaur <laughs> fan. 
That's not a... That's somebody who uh, researches dinosaurs. I don't think that's true. It's true. Yeah. Look it up. Um, I'll let you... Dinosaurian? Are you, are they paleontologists? Or paleontologists looks up the bones? But but a lot of people attribute this <laughs> to like, false memory. So, like... Um, there was pictures that went around like uh like back when people were exploring the earth and and like a lot of a lot of explorer photos of like not oh, anymore like, we've given a up photo of somebody in like the amazon rainforest or a photo of you know like back back in the day when people were like excited about stuff like that now we're excited about the Wii or something stupid like that but the Wii of all <laughs> things you can bring up you can bring up a system that people haven't played in years. It was the last thing we as a society <laughs> all got behind. That is true. Everyone people had a Wii. Wii. Like, every old person had a Wii. Every young person had a Wii. People like people at events, like, oh, you could try bowling. Remember those cowboys that shot that Wii? Yeah, there was, there was old photos of like people holding up giant birds. And basically, that's what they attribute to people thinking they saw this photo of the pterodactyl. Makes sense. So that's myth number two. That's Cowboys number are two. liars. So yeah, there's a third myth. So this oh, third sweet. myth is people claim this is no myth at all. Wait, is that the myth? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I call BS. This they claim that this myth of the Thunderbird is no myth at all. So you know that story I told in the beginning about the Sioux Indians finding this I do. Bird. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, how could you forget? It just happened. It just happened like a <laughs> two min two minutes ago. I assume. Um, this podcast moves fast. It does. It moves fa- lightning fast, like a thunderbird. Um, but oh, I see. I like that. Yes, Good job. <laughs> who think that humans lived with dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Why not? Recently. Yeah. Like. Wait, recent dinosaurs? Dinosaurs are birds. Yes, yes. Birds are everywhere. That people lived with dinosaurs recently, like 6,000, 5,000 years ago. And they think that this... Did they find this place bedrock that... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, 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 they take all these Indian stories and myths and attribute them to like being real. They think that the Sioux Indians finding this creature was a real sighting of a pterodactyl. Yeah, but that wouldn't be dinosaurs that would be like the time of like big mammals that lived in North America like your giant bears and your giant sl- ground sloths and things like that or giant birds why can't giant birds exist with giant mammals Alex hmm? yeah because well, yeah. it's one or the other <laughs> God gave us one of the others when God <laughs> talked to Adam he said do you want big birds or do you want big mammals and Adam said big mammals he said one at a time please yeah <laughs> whatever you choose one at a time. There you go. So <laughs> I'll tell the tale real quick, and they, they attribute this as kind of like a true tale a little bit. The tale of Beaver Prairie. So according to this tale, one time a Thunderbird got a big whale in its talons and carried him to Beaver Prairie and ate him there. And that whale fought <laughs> hard before he was killed. And the Thunderbird and the whale fought so hard that they pulled up all the trees by their roots, and no trees have ever grown in that place again to this day. So where, where would they say this Beaver Prairie is? Not like a strip club. Yeah, I don't remember. It doesn't give an exact location, but... I imagine it would be like the Let's Great Plains, Let's type in right? beaverprairie.com and see where this is. Wait, are we doing this now? Yes, I'm going to <laughs> beaverprairie.com. All right, folks, don't go to that. 
Um, don't go to that website. I typed in Beaver into the account. <laughs> Everybody's doing Foley work. What's that noise? <laughs> is that a computer? All right. So, yeah, that's the third myth is that people think that the myths about the Thunderbirds are legit stories. That's cool. I, I like that myth. That's fun. I guess if you see like a giant bird, what is it? Like the California condor is the biggest bird. The California or was condoms? condor. <laughs> Those are the kind of <laughs> condoms I wear. California condors. I imagine if you saw like those birds and you didn't know what they were, don't they have like an eight foot wingspan or something like that? Yeah, there, there's lots of huge birds that are in North America and name five. Um, Am I wrong? But aren't dinosaurs birds? That's what it, people. Yes. Didn't they right. say that? Like, isn't that like the new like belief system? Yeah. So why why is it so hard to believe that there are giant birds live with humans? No one's saying it's not hard to believe. I don't believe there was a fight between a giant bird and a whale that tore up all the trees. Well, I like to live in a world where that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but but Patrick, what I'm saying is these people are using these these uh, myths of Native American Indians. To attribute that the Earth is only six thousand. Oh, I bring that up. I didn't know that part. Yeah, so I was kind of. I I didn't want to throw them on blast. Oh, so they're yeah. saying that blast their ass, Mike. All like the billions of years of uh, science is just actually six thousand years. Well, I thought they believed yes. that dinosaur bones were put here by the devil to trick us, making us think the world is older than it is. Which, if that's the case, then he also gave us the Jurassic Park movie. So. Not that bad. You got to take the good with the bad. (laughs) Got to take the good with the bad. So, yeah, that's my myths. Um, My my fact you can vote for is a myth of a myth of a myth. I like it. That's good. Better than corn Um, in these flakes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the end of the fact off for tonight. Go to the fact off podcast. Sorry. Factoffpodcast.com. It's kind of hard to say without putting the in front of it. But go to factoffpodcast.com to vote for your favorite. You can vote for A Myth of a Myth of a Myth by Mike. Our Lady of Lords by Pat. I did put down Our Lady of Boars. <laughs> Make myself laugh. And then Vene Amoris, Vein of Love by Alex. You can also hit us up on all the social media sites. The Facebook is up and running now. And we got the Instagram, Instagram Facebook, Twitter. At Fact Off yep. Pod. Uh, Mike will post shirtless pictures on Instagram if he wins this week. Shirtless so pictures keep... of who? <laughs> Mike. Oh, okay. No, just to be clear, nobody's going to vote for mine. I, don't, I, like, so. I liked yours. Mine was like too serious. But I'm hoping to get that uh, the, Overbrook, uh, <laughs> the Overbrook religious crowd to vote for me. And we also we do really good. I was looking at the numbers the other day. We do really good with nuns. So it could, could be good for Pat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's this week's episode. Oh, do you want to roll the dice, Pat, to see what we're doing? Do I want to roll the... I always want to roll the dice. He's rolling the dice the whole time <laughs> we're doing this episode. I, that's that's what, what my hand... hand. This is what my hand is doing. Yeah, well, that's better than I thought you were doing. <laughs> All right, I rolled it. Do you want to know what Ooh, it is? Can I guess? Sure. I want to guess uh, two. It is a two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And you know, two... one in six shot. I believe is... Don't tell me, Mike. Culture. Something none hey. of us have. Wow. We haven't done... I don't know if we've done We have not. Yet. So I think this is the last category we haven't done yet. 
Ooh. I'm thinking every single one of these facts is going to be Simpsons related. Wait, what does culture mean? <laughs> this means whatever you want. That's why the categories are super vague. <laughs> yeah. All right, my culture fact is going to be about Our Lady of Lords. <laughs> yeah, Alex's uh, myth was about a a vein, the main vein, or something like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> All right, well, another fun week in the books. Thank you, everyone, for, for stopping listening. by. Bye.